In this episode, Dr. Kashi addresses some of the real-world functions of your face noise. Today, we look at Tabitha's case. The good doctor reveals the consequences of obsessing over control, a rigid black and white and relatively distorted thing, and how you might transition over to influence, a flexible, continuous, and rational thing. Roll the intro! Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Swap modes here. Excellent. Okay. Control. Control is kind of a more than kind of a controls a controls a paradoxical pain in the ass. How about them apples? All right, saying it right now. Now, for the sake of your time and energy, the punchline and actionables coming first and the rest of the lesson is the explanation to back up a rather contentious suggestion that thinking in terms of control causes more problems than it solves there it has been said okay control causes more problems than it solves control is typically black and white all or nothing is life black and white all or nothing no does it make sense to interpret life's stimuli does it make sense to interpret life's stimuli how you respond to them and assess the outcomes in terms of allness and nothingness blackness and whiteness does that make any sense no no here's the consideration now to think to think in terms of influence to think in terms of influence thinking in terms of influence solves more problems than it causes because it is more rational and it is more constructive. More scientific as well, if you'd like. More scientific. Biology, life, the happenings in it happen on a continuum and happen ultimately because of probability. Okay? Control kind of does away with probability and just assumes that there's a guaranteed outcome under every circumstance and probability kind of like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, okay. Although control over anything is questionable at best, what you do have are varying degrees of influence. Influence, like biology, is on a continuum. The practical paradox of control then, especially in Tabitha's case, is that the more dire Tabitha's need for control, the fatter, sicker, and more miserable she became to the point of becoming morbidly obese, teetering on organ failure, and just felt like everything was totally miserable all the time. It was awful. She's down over 110 pounds now, as you know, off all her drugs and a great relative health with TKN's help. But she started off in a much darker, more miserable place before she started. With TKN, that is before now practically any negative result reinforced any negative result any any negative result any frustrating stimuli right reinforced her dire need for control the more dire need for her control the, the more sensitive to frustration she became which you guessed it prompted tabitha to obsess about having even more control which made her even more sensitive to frustration even worse now, so-called control freaks like Tabitha, self-proclaimed control freak, which is why I feel okay using it, uh, tend to be highly sensitive and disturbable, right? So-called control freaks tend to be highly sensitive and disturbable. Well, that's somewhat ironic, 
isn't it? Somewhat ironic. Control is rigid, impulsive, and destructive. Influence is flexible, rational, and constructive on relative scales. Okay, again, because that's also on a continuum. <laughs> so here's the rub. If you're interested, if, so there's the rub, okay? The influence rather than control. If you're interested in further explanation, then put your thinking caps on now. Okay, you'd think the, uh, the obsessive need for control would impart a tranquility and achievement, but quite the opposite. Okay, a person with a dire need for control tries to empty a pool with a net and then gets mad at the pool. Hmm, okay, now does that mean acting on purpose and with purpose to get what you want is an act of futility? No. Ironically enough, that's a person's need for, for dire control, doing the talking. <laughs> the need for a guarantee, doing the talking. That's the implication for controlling this, by the way, the need for a guaranteed outcome. So good luck with that. Real life is more like this. Although what happens is to some degree a result of chance, you can make your chances better. And you can make your chances worse. This means you have more or less influence over that thing. The point of seeing things in terms of influence on a continuum, instead of control, black, white, allness and nothingness, always and neverness, is that you're in a better position to process life's frustrating stimuli, rationally, respond to it reasonably, and have fewer destructive outcomes and more constructive outcomes. Okay. You'll see that many people spend so much of their time being frustrated about a negative result, also known as being frustrated about being frustrated, as it were, so much dwelling and rumination, so much self-damning that they pass up real opportunities to improve, thus making their lives more chaotic, more frustrating, and more miserable, more sensitive to life's frustrations. They're trying to empty a pool with a net, getting mad at the pool. So what do they do? They get a bigger net. That'll fix it. Because, you know, logic. T. Ken will throw Tabitha under the bus yet again because she just happened to talk about this during her check-in this week and she said she was okay with sharing. She's made tremendous progress, you know, down well over 100 pounds, dramatic changes in her health, off all her drugs. So she's cool sharing her journey most of the time. So when she is, we do. Okay. Tabitha is going out this weekend. This is potentially, probably, a frustrating stimulus okay doing social stuff a concert in this instance while staying on her plan okay toughy she goes through the event in her head all right and thinks about how much influence she has over what does she have complete control over something anything not really not really. Control means that she has the same result every time under every circumstance. And thinking in those terms, in terms of a guarantee, is a primary reason people get so comically frustrated about life's daily annoyances. Think about where frustrating stimuli, think about where frustrating stimuli typically come from. It's when a person thinks they have control over something, and then the universe laughs at them. And instead of laughing at themselves for thinking they had control over anything at all, exhibiting tolerance to life's frustrations, they throw a fit, disturb themselves, making their dire need for control even worse, making themselves even more sensitive to frustration and more disturbable. Sounds like a winner, right? Yikes. Yikes. If a person thinks that something has to be this way, it must be, it must happen, needs to 
if it has to be this way, and it ends up being that way instead, well, that sort of conflict is a recipe for misery, and that's horrible, and they can't stand it. And they develop a frustration sensitivity, making it worse. I ate perfectly yesterday, so the scale must be lower today. But the scale is higher. It cannot be. Oh, God, this is horrible. Life is so unfair, and I can't stand it. I'm a failure, and Dr. Cashney's a stupid dummy head. What's the point? Ice cream and burritos is the only cure. See? See, that's trying to empty a pool with a net. That's what that is, okay? If a person prefers something, instead of it has to be, it must be this way, I need it. If it prefers, if they prefer it to be this way, and it ends up being that way instead, well, that sort of conflict is annoying, but they can tolerate it. Why? Because they understand life is on a continuum, and that probability has its hand in everything. They develop their frustration tolerance. Oh, I followed the plan and my weight is up a bit, so it looks like I retained some water, probably because my sleep was crappy. I'll sleep more tonight. See? Which person is the rigid control freak? Which person is acting rationally and constructively? Relatively. Which person is more likely to get better and stay better? For real. Hmm? So back to Tabitha. Tabitha goes through the event in her mind, breaking it down right this concert this weekend. Where does Tabitha have influence? Here are three examples that she gave, okay? One, showing up on time. Two, eating and drinking what she plans to eat and drink. And three, getting in some extra activity, okay? So let's start with number one, showing up on time. It's easy to think that showing up on time is in her control, right? But... Out of the million things that happen between the house and the venue, she could very well be delayed, even if she leaves extra early. Okay? Number two, eating and drinking what she plans to eat and drink. She looked up what sort of food and drinks the venue had ahead of time and got a good idea of how to make sure she got enough for her, which they may be out of those things. The information might be wrong. So she even brought some backup food to keep in the car just in case. But even then, she can trip and shuffle and drop it all into a puddle. Even with three layers of backup, things can and still go sideways. Okay? Number three, getting some activity in. Now, one of the reasons she liked the idea of this venue was that it was outdoors. It provided a greater chance for her to get a lot of walking in and see a lot of interesting things while also getting the extra benefits of moving her body around on purpose and with some purpose. But what if it rains and walking around is now hazardous, you know? She's still a big girl, as she says. No, she could really injure herself in muddy areas. Anybody can, anyone really, right? Okay, well, what if it's so darn packed that she may as well be in like a sardine in a can, right? And then the amount of activity she assumed she was going to get is way less, okay? Now, does she have reasonably high degrees of influence over these things, showing up on time, eating and drinking enough for her and getting in some activity? Yeah, she does have reasonably high degrees of influence over those things. Duh. Does she have complete control over them? No. No. If she assumed that she did have complete control over them and then, you know, real life happens. Frustrating stimulus. 
then she's more likely to beat herself up and act in a foolish and self-sabotaging way. Response. By binge eating and drinking to simultaneously punish herself and wind down from it. Destructive outcome. Okay. Now she has a history of chronic binge eating and drinking. So this is, this is the sort of thing that was happening with her. Maybe you um, have encountered similar urges <laughs> where you want to beat yourself up but also wind down with the same sort of vices like eating and drinking. Okay. Now in a previous life, Tabitha would have made a plan because she's a planner, as many control freaks are. She would have also executed on that plan because she is an executor, as many control freaks do. Mind you, Tabitha still plans well and still executes on her plans. That much is the same. However, the biggest difference between then, sick, binge-eating, morbidly obese, miserable Tabitha, and now, rational, constructive, healthier, and 110 pounds lighter Tabitha, is that ironically, she has actively shredded up her obsession with control. Why? Because even if something is idiot-proof, even if something's idiot-proof, thus implying complete control over the outcome, a guarantee, the universe provides a human with even more idiotic behavior, thus breaking your idiot-proof system. Is it idiot-proof? No. <laughs> the universe will provide. Now, when the universe laughs at a control freak, the control freak takes it very hard. They disturb themselves about it. And instead of reassessing how distorted their dire need for control is, they become more absorbed in it, making their dire need for control even worse. They try to empty a pool with a net. They get mad at the pool, and then they go get an even bigger net. <laughs> now, before, if something, anything got in the way of Tabitha's plan, frustrating stimulus, right? She'd get terribly frustrated. She'd work herself up into a panic and beat herself up about it. She'd get frustrated about her frustration. And then she'd binge eat and drink to help wind herself down. Impulsive response. But because her weight and her medical conditions, she was also obsessed with having complete control over what she ate and drank. And this put her in quite the pickle, which only fueled her crippling perfectionistic anxiety. It sent her into this cognitive grinder. The more control she needed, the fatter, sicker, angrier, and more miserable her life became. Destructive outcome, okay? Now, when Tabitha made the transition from thinking in terms of absolute and rigid controllingness to more rational and constructive influence, she put herself in a position to legitimately appreciate the role probability plays in her day-to-day -day life. It granted her a superior tolerance to life's frustrations. She could, she could and can genuinely say, well, that's a pain in the ass, but that's the way she goes. Okay. She can move on while thinking rationally and behaving constructively so she could improve her chances next time. Improve her probability. Okay. You have more influence over some things than others. You have, you have more influence over the probability of, of some things than the probability of other things. Okay. You, you can make your own probability better with a lot of things, and you can almost definitely make your probability worse with a lot of things, <laughs> okay? Now spend less time, less energy, and fewer resources on the things you have less influence over. Thinking and acting perfectly. What other people think and do. And especially life's fairness. Fairness. You have little to no influence over any of these things. Spend more time, more energy, and more resources on the things you have more influence over. 
What do you have more influence over? Approaching life's frustrating stimuli rationally. Responding to those stimuli on purpose and with purpose. And actively extracting useful information from a result, positive and negative, so that you can have more constructive outcomes. Okay? Instead of just doing things to feel better right now, you do them to get better and stay better for real. Okay? Thank you for learning. Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>